Hey guys, welcome back to Soul Talk. This is your host, Katie. And your co-host, Brooklyn. We're super excited to have you guys back. And we also just want to say that we feel so encouraged with the feedback we received on our last two episodes of this new series we're in, Soul Care. Thank you guys so much for all of your feedback. And we really hope that it just encouraged you to dive into the scripture and learn more about God in that way. We are now on part three. Thanks for sticking with us as we are unpacking what it looks like to take care of your soul. Today, we are excited to share more about community and what that looks like for our hearts, for our souls, and how important it is. When we look into the scripture and ask God, what is community supposed to look like? He is faithful to show us. And so that's our heart today. That's our prayer. We pray that God would just expand our hearts to know more about what community looks like. Yeah, I think especially diving into community, like this is something that brings so much joy and excitement and honestly just so many blessings in my own life. Community has been that essential need that like my heart has craved for a long time. And I think God wired us that way to want to be in community with others, to want to have those deep, authentic, genuine relationships that encourage us, that edify us, that honestly are joy-filled, but also can be in those raw moments of life where they can sit with us and listen and just be the listening ear and to be that safe space to speak into our lives so that we're not being the voice in our own head. Um, I oftentimes, I think about this analogy of a ball of yarn in my head and it's like, I feel like sometimes in life, if we don't have community, you can have all these thoughts, all these feelings, all these things you're processing. And yes, it's so good to like first take it to the Lord. That's my that's always going to be my first thing. Take it to the Lord. But it is also so good to have community because there's sometimes when you just need that person to sit with and someone to listen to hear you. And as you do that, as you live out what it looks like to be in community with letting people in to your heart, with sharing those struggles, with sharing even the really joyful things in life, I think it draws out clarity in your own mind that you're able to have that safe space to just walk it out with somebody and to have somebody to kind of speak in, to ask those questions, to kind of help you dig deep and ask those questions or get to the root of what's going on in your heart, what's going on in your mind, your spirit. And in doing that, it's like this ball of yarn is just being unraveled. And I think that that's oftentimes how I feel when I'm in community is that it's like this ball of yarn in my head is being untangled and unraveled right before my eyes as I'm walking it out and I'm processing it in community. And I'm experiencing the blessing of community in those moments. That is so true. When we're around other people, we can make sense of all this craziness in our head and our heart. And I always love that analogy. I think for me, when I'm around people, I'm somebody who can get stuck in my head in that way. And so when I'm around other people, it allows me to, one, pour out things that God has been speaking to me, but also I get to receive what other people are receiving from God. And I I don't know, it just like gets me out of my head. It brings me so much joy in life. As an overthinker, I need to just like be present in the moment. And that's what I find in community. Yeah. And I even like that scripture even touches base on When we're left to ourselves, we oftentimes are prone to fall into foolishness. In a lot of ways, we not only need to seek scripture and seek, you know, in our relationship with Jesus, but I think to having community is just as important too because community really does help in that area. Because when we have 
community speaking into our lives, helping us make sense of questions we're walking through or even just wanting to grow and mature as a woman or as a man. Like having older people speak into your life that are based on the foundation of like seeking the word of God. Like there's so much wisdom in that. And they've probably been there, done that, you know, and God's taught them lessons that now they get to pour into your life. And I oftentimes, I think about it, it's best to look back on a person's story and learn from the wisdom they've gained from their experiences, whether they inquired this wisdom from many mistakes. And just to use that as wisdom in your own life, to not repeat those mistakes, but learn from the wisdom they've gained from those moments. I think not only having the community aspect of older women and men that we trust to pour into our lives, but also those friendships that are actively living out, trying to learn, trying to grow, trying to like build their foundation off of the word of God and really live that out in their lives. Like even in those relationships, I think God edifies one another through what he teaches us. Yeah. And I even think that when we think about how Jesus walked and how he walked in community. He had the large groups of people that he would speak to and love on and serve. And then he had his 12 disciples who were his closest people. So if you think about it, he was like in a friend group of like 12 people. And then his closest were three. And those were the people who he really walked with. And they saw the struggle. They saw him go to the mountaintop. They saw him in his deepest moments. And I think that's what we should take as an example of We have those 12 or, you know, maybe you don't have 12, but you have like a bigger group of friends and then you dwindle down to your three or say two who are your closest friends. And we can even learn from Jesus of what does our own communities look like? We have different groups of people just like he did. There might be a larger group of people that they might be more of your acquaintances, people that you love and serve. And then you might have your 12 or your closest group of friends who know you, but then you have your inner circle, those two or three people who truly know the the real version of you and they see all sides of you. And that's where we need to really choose carefully who those people are because they are entrusted with the very deep parts of you because those people have an impact in your life, whether you realize it or not. And as you're listening to this, just begin to ask the Holy Spirit, what types of groups and what types of friends do you need in your life right now? And find those two or three that really get to know the real you and get to go to those deep places with you and call you up and call you higher into the places that God would have for you. We all need those people in our lives. Speaking from experience and Honestly, Katie, you are one of those people for me. You are my two or three, my closest. You know the goods, the bads, and the uglies. I'm so grateful for that because that is truly where growth happens. That's where joy comes from. Sometimes we think in our surface level friendships, we're going to experience the most joy. But let me just tell you, the places where we go the deepest, that is where we find the strongest love in the deepest joys of life. As you're going through your week, just be encouraged that Jesus has that for you. Even if you don't see that in your life right this moment, there is more for you. And I'm just excited for you to start seeking out those types of friendships. And you will be surprised with just how much God has for you in this area of community. I think that really is important. And as we're diving into this topic and this series of soul care, 
friendship is essential. Community is essential for growth. And you really think about it, you can't really grow in isolation. There's no substance. There's no feeding the soul if you're in isolation. You're not having somebody pouring into you and, you know, helping you in that sense. When you're integrated with others, especially those who have your best interests at heart, especially those who love like Jesus loves, like you see genuine fruit being produced in those things. And kind of like we were talking about in the last few series is, is abiding in relationship with Jesus. You realize just the beauty and abiding in those friendships too that get to bear those fruits and help you cultivate the same fruit that maybe you need in your own life or your heart needs to be fueled. And so I think about that and, you know, I'm sitting here with Brookie and I can't tell you how grateful I am for the friendship I have with her and how how much fruit that's come from this friendship. And you're just like a perfect example in my own life. When I share with people the importance of community, like have that sister, like have that friend. And, you know, if you're even if you're a guy, like have those guys that speak life into you and that hold you accountable, that call you up and just love you, like love you well and loving you well. Like Brookie can even share this with you guys is loving you well means loving in truth. And I just think that that can look different in so many ways. And so we're going to dive into that this episode, even in the sense of the friendship that we have with ourselves. Like, are we kind to ourselves? Are we speaking encouragement and truth? Are we examining our hearts and calling ourselves up? And in the same way, like, do we have those people in our lives doing the same thing? And are we being that friend to others? I couldn't agree more. Everything you just said, I just want to, like, highlight and, like, yell it from the rooftops because... (laughs) It's so true. We are a friend to ourselves. I love that you pointed on on that discussion because we don't think about that all the time. How when you're all alone, who's there? You and your thoughts and your feelings towards yourself. We need to figure out how to be that friend to ourselves. The reason I think that's such an important topic to even dive into is because there's been seasons of my life where I have been an awful friend to myself and then there's been seasons of my life where I'm encouraging myself in the sense with like feeding myself scripture and truth that God's given us and by just letting even my friends speak into that but helping me to speak that over myself it really does kind of seep into how you talk to yourself even going off of that like I think about a scripture and it's Proverbs fifteen thirty, and it says, bright eyes cheer the heart, good news strengthens the bones. And just hearing that, like I think about looking yourself in the mirror. Do you have bright eyes when you look in the mirror and see that you are loved by Jesus? You are loved and poured into by so much truth if you were to just receive it. Mm-hmm. And in that, it brightens your eyes because you do see yourself the way that Jesus sees you. And you do see yourself as something to water and pour into and to not let your heart grow desolate. And so in the same sense, the good news is speaking the truth over yourself because that blesses your soul and it also blesses the way you go on throughout the day in your own mind. Actually, something just popped in my head. Sweet words are like honey to your soul. I think about that when I think about being a good friend to yourself. Are you speaking kindness over your even your own heart? Because I find myself more on the opposite side of speaking more lies over myself of like, oh, you're not good enough. I really do want to even walk away from this day. I want to speak life over myself because that's an area that I can even grow in. I think too, even going off that, like the enemy has you where he wants you when he starts convincing you of these, these just awful things about yourself or just tries to plant these seeds that are so unfruitful and they just hurt you. If you're in a low season or if you're in a season where you're struggling with these thoughts, like 
it oftentimes cultivates into things like isolation or maybe even just find yourself in a way that it becomes like becomes sinful honestly and it was never meant to be that I speak from experience like I'm over here like oh shoot that used to be me and sometimes still is me sometimes I will isolate from community if I know that my heart's not right get into your community when you're in those places when you're needing a friend to lean on we should be able to come to our friends even when we are low even when we're being mean to ourselves We can come into friendship and say, hey, I have had a horrible day. I have been speaking horrible things over myself. Can you help me? Yeah, no, 100%. And I think, too, like the enemy would want to convince us that those struggles are just our struggles and that everybody else is perfect. And like, in fact, when you get integrated with like a strong community of girls that love you, strong community of guys that really care about you. It's in those places you realize that we are all human. We all struggle with the same things. But the sooner you come into community and that you have those friends that pour life into you, that give the encouragement your soul needs or the hope and the faith to remind you of the truth within the scriptures and even to get down on their hands and knees and pray with you. Like that is where freedom is found. And that's where like you can stop that that seed that was not fruitful from growing. And I think it's actually cool. There's this analogy of the wheat and the tares. Like wheat, it, they both look very similar to one another, but wheat is, you know, obviously what you want. And the tare is something that's not good, that you don't want that to be a part of your crop. And I think in the same way, we plant seeds, one or the other in our own lives or in, even in the lives of others. And if we don't have community to like point those things out and help us to, for one, plant the right seeds, then you know, we're more susceptible to falling on one spectrum that might not be the best for us. So community really is a blessing. It's a gift to have people that you can share those things with and just stop a cycle from happening or prevent yourself from falling into a place of isolation and being alone. We yeah. weren't meant to do life alone. That's so true. We're not meant to do life alone. And when we find ourselves in loneliness, it's actually the opposite of God's vision for our lives. I would love to hear from you, Katie. Has your community always been healthy or what has been your journey with community? Yeah, I I think testimonies can really have many parts to them. And I think one specific in my own life and I hear from a lot of people is their testimony of what their community transition looked like. And I think that for me personally, there was a time frame in my life where I was kind of just submerged into um, an environment that it just wasn't healthy. And I think that not all the time was it because people didn't have the best interests at heart. I think it's that we were all lost and we were all confused. And we were just kind of thrown into a mix of what culture and what society deems, you know, admirable or, you know, the life of the party, like that's where life is found or materialistic things, like that's where like your identity is found. So I think being submerged in a community like that, we were all just really trying to figure out who we were and figure out just how to live and stay with the trends of culture. And I think that in doing that, it created a lot of unhealthiness and we were seeking pleasure or seeking the next best thing, quote unquote, that culture deems as good. And in doing that, it was like really poisoning our own hearts and confusing us even more. And I I don't think that you can be pulled in every which direction and be able to be a healthy and good friend for one another. And so I found myself in a place where I wasn't being encouraged and spoken into and called up in these areas. And in fact, it was like we were just really kind of staying stagnant in a place that there was no real growth. 
there was no maturity. There's no intention that mm-hmm. I was really experiencing in those places. And in fact, I kind of felt in and of itself that you're around all these people, but you're actually feeling even more isolated because it's like you're not really connecting. And so I think that it was like you you stay busy, but you're not busy being connected. You're busy just living in this way that there's no real fruit and there's no life and there's no substance to it. And I think that's kind of where I found myself at one point. And I remember it just finally I hit rock bottom. And I was like, gosh, like I just want genuine friendships. I want to love people and I want to be loved and I want to encourage one another. And, you know, I, I want to see my friends do well. Like I want to see them thrive and I want to see them you know, love themselves, but also love others in a way that really does produce fruit in their own lives. Yeah. And so I just got to this place of really wanting to see life in our lives. And I don't think that we were truly living. And so I think God really started molding and moving my heart in a different direction. And there was a lot of stuff that plays into that. Because I mean, the truth is, is being in an environment in that way, like it did have its negative effects on me. And part of my testimony, I'll dive into another time. But there's mistakes that I made in that process of being submerged in that. And so I learned a lesson, many lessons, um, but I, I choose to step away because God was like, hey, look, like there's not life found in these places and I have more for you. Community looks so different and through the lens of Jesus. And it's such a gift that he has given us friendship and community because the second I kind of stepped away and I was like, okay, God, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to leave all this behind. Um, there was a season of isolation, which is kind of funny that we're like talking about isolation in the way that we are because there is such thing as a healthy isolation. We'll dive into that another time frame, but there was a season of that for me. And so in that place, it was like God stripped me of all these things that weren't good for me, that were really polluting my soul and took me to a place of just regrowth. And so in the process of that, That's when I really started diving into church and getting integrated with community and seeing what that looks like to have really intimate and genuine friendships where people love you well and they know how to love you well because they know the author of love. And so when I experienced that for the first time, I was like, whoa, (laughs) this is what I have hoped for and I've really always dreamt of having, but I didn't know it was real until I got to experience that and trusting God and walking out in faith and being like, okay, like God paved the way for me. And one thing led to another and the friendships I have now is completely God ordains and community has blossomed and been the biggest blessing through him doing these things in me and also in the lives that he's, you know, worked into and interconnected us. That's so incredible. I just love every time we step into Katie's testimony. You have such incredible places to draw from of where God has taken you from one place and moved you to a new place. And I just love to hear all those things because I can relate to that. I know people who are listening need to hear that. Of There's ways that community can be detrimental to our soul. Not all community is life-giving and healthy for us. There can be times in our life where we find ourselves in different groups of people, and it could be doing way more harm than good. And I know that that is a really, you know, specific type of situation. And if you are finding yourself in that, Find a godly group of friends and just seek counsel of who should I be pouring into? Who should be pouring into me? Because it's an ongoing journey and we're never going to be perfect. Yeah. So I was thinking even from this, we should transition into really taking a look at what should we look for in community and what has God really showed you, Brookie, when it's come to 
just seeking out those friendships and growing in that? Well, first of all, it's a huge topic. And I really don't think we ever get to a certain point where we're like, okay, I got everything I need. I'm never going to be lonely. I'm never going to lack anything. We will not feel that way. But I think that when we look to what God has for us, it's an ongoing journey. And I think in my own life, when it comes to community, it's looked like so many different ways. It's so beautiful that the Lord leads you to the right people. I found myself, even last year, kind of in a place of isolation because of my traveling adventures. Like, I didn't have a consistent group of friends that I saw. And I found myself in loneliness. And it was kind of self-afflicted loneliness because I chose to be traveling. But it kind of made me aware of what I needed. And I needed friendship. I needed people who could point out things in me, who could encourage, who could also just show me what maybe I don't see myself. And when I look for a community of people, the most important thing to me is honesty and genuine, like a genuine heart is what I look for. Because when you're next to somebody who is genuinely there to love you, love you like Jesus loves you to the best of their ability, you receive so much of what God has for you through that person and through those people. And we, we need that every day. We need that reminder of God's love for us. And he made relationship so that it could reflect himself and his heart. And so it's so beautiful when we get in a group of people and we feel his heart and like we feel his characteristics, whether that's like somebody who's super adventurous like me, like I thrive in a group of people who are spontaneous and love adventure. That's just something that I just look for. But first and foremost, I look for a group of people who are honest because I want to grow in my life and I have to surround myself with people who are going to call me out and call me up, as we like to say. And we can't do that when we're by ourselves. We have blind spots. And so our friends can really point that out to us and love us in the way that we need it. Yeah, it's so important to have those people that are trustworthy and also that love well. The genuine heart posture of loving well means you love in truth. And in loving in truth, like that does cultivate wisdom. That does cultivate maturity. Just like Proverbs 27, 17 says, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. And in the same sense, that is how community works. When you're gathering with your community, you get to share your real life. like, And you get to hear wisdom. You get to hear encouragement. You get to hear sound advice, but also you back that with scripture. You back that with prayer and to have a prayerful heart, to have a prayerful community, to have those who know truth and that know the author of love, they're able to distribute love in your heart in that same way. Community is given to edify one another and to push each other to grow and to mature and to just approach life in a different perspective that's life-giving and in return helps cultivate a kinder, more gentle spirit in ourselves to go out and serve and love others the same way. Yeah, it's so true. I love how community can just push us to grow and mature in the ways that we need it. Another really cool thing is we're each made so differently. God has given us each different gifts and talents and just things that we're good at and our different personalities even. 
And I was actually reading Romans the other day, and I came to this scripture. It's Romans 12, 4 through 8. It says, we each have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. And it goes on to say, if your gift is prophesying, then prophesy. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is encouragement, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it's to lead, do it diligently. If it's to show mercy, do it cheerfully. I love that because we all have different things that God gives us an eye to see, or we just naturally do it. We don't even really think about it. And there's some gifts that the Lord over time grows it in you and matures it. And it comes through expressing yourself with other people because they're able to help you craft and mold the way that God has made you and even like perfect those types of gifts. And it's just really incredible to see happen and like unfold. Yeah, that's so true. And, you know, Jesus is the perfecter of our faith. I feel like he really does teach you in those areas where he has crafted you in the way that he has for a reason to then go out and steward them well. And it's only when you come to really know Jesus and you have that relationship with him where you can start to see those areas and then incorporate them in your friendships and community. And so, and not only that, but spur others on in their own gifts and recognizing them and, and, and pointing them out and just encouraging those around you with, with the gifts that they have. And so something that's really cool is, Perky, I think you do have the gift of teaching. I think you have the gift of gentleness. And honestly, you just have such a beautiful heart. Like, you genuinely are so filled with peace, so filled with wisdom. So really the teaching, the wisdom, the gentleness, like that's actually something that when I look at you, that's the gift that you've even bestowed on me. Receiving that has made me grow in those areas. And so I think that's a good example of when we steward our gifts well, like it should be showing up in the lives of those we're pouring into. And so that's what I see in you. And I want to just say that I'm so grateful for that. You always encourage me. And I'm just so thankful for that because we need people who spur us on. Thank you, Katie. I love you so much. And I love touching on that because God has given us those special gifts in our own lives. And when we get to figure those out, and it's only through the quiet space with him that he really begins to cultivate and develop our gifts and develop who we were created to be. And then when we get with other people, we get to just like express how God made us. And it's just so beautiful. I love how God just sets everything up for the best life. Yeah. Like when we're living in, his version of community, it's the best version. Katie, what would you say to the person who is finding themselves in a hun- unhealthy community and who wants to go deeper? I would honestly just jump right in and say to you, God has something more for you. And he hears your heart. He sees your heart. And he also looks at your life. And I mean, gosh, he just loves you so much that he never anticipated for you to go through life alone or without direction without just the encouragement and the genuine love that pours out from knowing truth and just abiding in relationship with him. I think the friendships you're seeking for really are found in Christ. And that is what I've experienced in my own life. And I can just say it's a blessing. And I just know that that's what God wants for us. That's what he wants for you. And so honestly, I would think of it as something really exciting that we're even having this conversation right now, that this is something that's on your mind. It's on your heart. I truly believe with all my heart, if this is something that you're thinking about in this moment, like 
you're really evaluating that, it's because Jesus is saying to you, I have more for you. I have so much more for you. And I'm I'm here to to give that to you. I'm here if you would just lean into me, if you would just trust me with this area of your life and, you know, take those steps into finding in scripture, like, what does it mean to be a good friend? What does it mean to have a healthy community? What does that look like? He's faithful to point you to what that looks like. And then he's faithful to place those people in your life. But also, too, he's faithful to to draw out that desire to want those things. And if you have that desire, the first step was Jesus putting this on your heart to begin with. And we can praise him for that. Second is take those steps of faith and getting yourself into a community. Reach out to that girl that you see on Instagram that seems to just really be so filled with love and joy and encouragement. Seek out a really beautiful church to just get plugged into and dive into a community group and just get around other girls that have a heart to love others and to seek Jesus and to share him with others because Jesus is the author of love. And so you are best loved when somebody knows the author of love. And so I just encourage you, don't be afraid. Don't shy away from this. Step outside your comfort zone and walk in to these places just eager and excited to see who Jesus places in your life. And yeah, that's just what my encouragement would be. And speaking from experience, oh my goodness, I am so grateful for the community I have now. And I'm so grateful for taking that step of faith of just trusting God that he has something more for me. And and there is so much more to the relationships we have in our life if we're just willing to surrender those to Jesus. And if you're listening to this, we would love to be that community for you. If you find yourself wanting to go deeper, wanting to find a group of girls who really truly have the best intention to love you the best that we can, we have a community group called Barn Church, and we have mentioned it on here before, but reach out if you are really wanting to just go deeper and be around a group of girls who love to have these soul talks that we're having even now, just reach out to us. We would love to have you come. Yeah, it's so much fun. We just love every person who's walked through those doors. And it's fun because it's literally in a barn, but we just get together and we just have real authentic conversations and we talk about real life, but all while being rooted in the truth and encouraging each other and spurring each other on and just having that safe space. Like that's another thing that's so important is I know how scary it can be to be vulnerable. I know how scary it can be to to really feel like, can I trust this person? Can I trust you know, getting to this deep place with friendships. Yes, you can. It exists. And Jesus wants that for you. We want that for you. And we've experienced it. So that is, that's what I would say. That's my encouragement to you guys. Now, Bricky, I'm curious, what would you say to the person who is walking through a season of loneliness? The first thing that I would say to that person who is listening that really resonates with finding themselves in a season of loneliness, I would say to them that you are not alone. I have had many moments in my life where I found myself in just a lonely time and wishing that I had a community of girls that I could love on and also be loved on myself. And what I would say to that person is it is out there. It might take time and it might take prayer, but it's so worth it. 
because the times that we have by ourselves, I think is actually really beautiful because you get to really think about who am I? What type of friend am I going to bring to a group? And I think Jesus really uses those times to build you up and to speak to you and to speak identity over you. And then when you come into a group of girls, you have this confidence of like, even if I have no friends, I'm confident and I know who I am in Christ. And we don't look to community for that security when we already have it in Jesus. Like, that's what you get through times of, I would say, loneliness or times of spending time by yourself. Maybe you have a season where maybe you just had a baby and you might be spending more time alone with your baby at home. That might be a time where Jesus is really wanting to speak into you. And community is so important, but it looks different every season of our life. That's what I would say. And if you are that person, I relate to you and I love you. Reach out if you are really needing somebody because we want to be there for you as your soul sisters, as your community, even if it's virtual. If you are in the season of being, you know, a new mother, maybe you move to a new city, a new college, maybe you have a job transition and it's just everything's new and you just don't have those people yet. You haven't really built that community yet. Well, another encouragement too is have faith, be patient. Be intentional, like definitely step outside your comfort zone and even a little bit every day, you know, that soul challenge, just be prayerful over it. God will give you that courage. God will give you those opportunities. I promise he comes through. And I love that you said that, Brookie. It's kind of what we were talking about last episode of getting out of your comfort zone. I know that's when I found my deepest friendships is when I've stepped out and it was a little scary. And sometimes, you know, it's a flop and you don't connect with somebody, but there's moments that will surprise you of who you end up connecting with. You just never know. And so to that lonely person, I would just say, step outside of your comfort zone, be patient. It's all worth the pain and suffering that we go through to find what Jesus has for you. Also, if you find yourself in a season of life where you are struggling to be kind to yourself, I would also say to you, be prayerful, just like what we're saying. Ask God to really reveal what his heart is for you, who your identity is in him, because there's no reason that we need to be so mean to ourselves, myself included, because I truly do relate to that person. I can be so hard on myself and mean in my internal dialogue, and it's something I always submit to God. I'm like, help me be kind to myself because ultimately I would never want to come into a group and be that to somebody. Really, we just want to encourage all of you who are listening. If you don't find yourself in any of those seasons of life, praise God. Praise God that you are in a healthy community because that's the goal. We want to live in his version of community. And that's going to look different for all of us. Because we all relate to God in such different ways and we relate to each other in such different ways. And so be encouraged. If you haven't found that group yet, they are out there for you. Yeah. And something just popped up in my mind. If you're the person who finds yourself in a really healthy community or you're just you're just in that grateful place of like, wow, like God really did this. He really blessed me with this community. I want to encourage you be stepping out and find the person that you know, is off by themselves and ask God, give me eyes to see those who need friends, who need 
that love and that encouragement. And Lord, give me a heart of compassion. Like, give me a heart for his people and help me to not get so comfortable in my blessing that I'm in right now to exclude those who have yet to experience such a gift and then include them. That can look like so many different ways. Whether it's somebody at a coffee shop, you might see that they're having a bad day. I encourage you, reach out to them. Ask them to go to coffee. There's so many people that we come in contact with who are struggling. And I think all of us can say at one point or another, we were that person. Absolutely. Wish somebody would have reached out to us and said, go to coffee with me. And I just want that to be an encouragement to all of you. Like Katie said, if you are in a really healthy community, don't forget about people who don't have that yet. With all that being said, however we as your soul sisters can be there for you, let us know. Reach out to us. Let us know how we can be praying for you. And truly, as we're talking about taking care of your soul, it's so important to lean on prayer. Just like what we've been referencing, just like what we've been talking through, prayer changes things that we can never change ourselves. There's so much power in prayer. And so don't forget that as you're going through your week, if you're finding yourself really, truly desiring a deep community of girls, turn to prayer. Ask God. He knows the desires of your heart, and he wants to give them to you. And next, go to scripture. Ask God to show you what healthy community looks like and what his vision for community and relationship could look like in your own life, because he is eager to show you his plans that he has for you. And then when we come into community, we can come with the confidence and the security that God has given to us in that sacred place with him. And truly, community is so much more enjoyable when you walk in knowing who you were created to be. And then we get to love others the way that God has loved us. And that is such a beautiful thing that we have in our community. And even with people who don't know Jesus, we get to be the light of the world. Let's go this week and be the light of the world and really find our group of people and just live the best life that we can. I really love that so much. This has just been such a fun episode to record, and I really hope this lands on y'all's hearts the way that it's really landed on mine. Like, I really feel blessed by this, and I'm just really grateful for all of you who listen and just for the friendships we're going to be gaining. And I don't know if y'all noticed, but we haven't done our soul check-in. It's because we saved it for last. We want to share a song that just lands on our soul in a way that really comforts us and brings us joy. And so with that being said, I will share with you my soul song. One is called Surefire by Will Dorado and its piano version. And then another one is called Eden by Jervis Campbell. And I really love those songs. I've been listening to those like all summer and now into the fall. And so I would say those are my heart songs. What about you, Brooklyn? What's yours? Music is such a big part of our mood and our day. I would say that my go-to song right now is called Honey. It's by Logan Bowden. And I hope I said his name right. Even when we referenced that scripture earlier about sweet words are like honey to the soul, it's really cool that actually my favorite song right now is called Honey. And it doesn't reference that scripture, but it makes me think of it because I do struggle with being kind to myself. And when I listen to this song, it just gives me all the good vibes. It's so warm. It's so warm and cozy. Go give it a listen and think of that scripture as you're 
listening to the song. It gives me so much comfort. And I just want to share that with y'all. Get yourself some tea, some honey, listen to this podcast, and just walk away feeling encouraged because we see you and we want you to walk in everything that the Lord has for you this season. And we encourage you to take care of your soul the way that it needs it today. Yeah, we want to do it together, you guys. So I I hope you enjoyed this episode. We both do. And we also hope that you enjoy the songs that we shared with you guys. And we would love to hear what is your soul song? What's a song that really comforts your heart in this season of life? Because we would love to listen to it. We are just super excited for our next episode. It's funny because we're talking about how these songs bring us so much comfort. But the most comforting thing is rest, right? Comfort comes from resting. And so our next episode is going to be over a word called Sabbath. And that just means finding a place of rest. So stay tuned for our next episode, you guys. We just hope the very best week for you guys. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram, Soul Talk Podcast with two T's. And stay connected, you guys. We cannot wait to hear from you. 